welcome to another episode of Below the Surface with MJ. On this podcast, we dig deep on important topics and go below the surface. Today we have none other than Lady Renee. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, beautiful. How are you? I'm doing well. You ready to go below the surface today? Let's go. Let's Let's dig. You want to be my, you want to be the take over the show? I promise you. I think like mine, stick like. Okay. All right. So today we were going to talk about, we told the folks actually last time we recorded that we were going to talk about double standards. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Double standards in regards to what? In everything. In everything? Regarding men versus women. Oh, because I feel like we could talk about relationships. We could talk about siblings. We could talk about um, just a general type of conversation. Like what are the double standards that men have versus women in society? There are so many different ways that we could go with this conversation. Well, let's talk about the workplace first. Okay. Let's talk about the workplace. Because there's double standards in the workplace. Yeah. Um, double standards in the workplace is that we, it's no secret that men make more money than women. That's right. Double standard. Definitely a double standard. Um, and I think it's been built because of society views that the man takes care of the household. So that equation has always been a benefit for men. Mm-hmm. But a woman in the same job type, she gets less. Right. So administratively, if it's, if it's a job about leadership, she gets paid less than he does and to be honest i think too that there's this undisclosed conversation that like women don't have the capacity necessarily to do a job right like within the corporate america because they feel like women are too soft or too sensitive and they're not able to navigate that world of being able to have difficult conversations and you know what i'm saying how did you navigate that because you came from corporate america i did and fortune 500 companies yeah so you're talking about marriott starwood those hotels and that brand of business yeah i was always the only female in the room and it was always difficult because i was the only one but it was always difficult to be sitting around in a male-driven industry right and so what I always thought either they wanted me in the room because I was black or because I was of the opposite sex Mm -hmm. so I never really understood it until um, one of my cohort my co-workers told me one day his name was Phil Riley and he told me that I was a force to be reckoned with when it came to my business acronyms mm-hmm. and my sense of business. Right. So he actually gave me um, a push. Um, would, he would always say to me, Renee, you are too smart to either try to fit in or dumb down with us. Right. Because we got there just based on. So how on- was y'all's conversation? Were they intimidated by you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine being the only female in in hospitality making over three hundred some thousand dollars a year not because of affirmative action but be- because I knew what I knew right 
You right. know what I'm saying? So did you feel like you had to conform at all in those environments? Like, did you feel like you have to wear? Because I remember we used to call them the power suits when you went in. The, yeah, yeah. You know, I. you would dress accordingly for the day. You wouldn't wear a dress. Oh, you yeah. Know, you didn't want to be perceived as that soft feminine, but you wanted to be seen as like, no, I'm a powerhouse and you're going to respect me. Right. Mm -hmm. So did you feel like you had to conform? I, in that I did. I always thought that I had to have a certain image and a look. I also knew that I had to have, when that image came, I had uh, to be comparable to what they drove, what, what they drove, I wanted to drive, um, where they ate, I wanted to eat, mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I was in the right circles of influence. And you know, a lot of times, women are not taught to be on the golf course or to be somewhere where majority of, of the individuals are males. Right. So I will force myself to be in environments where they were at. Mm -hmm. And they was like, oh, here come Renee. But I never, I never was threatened or intimidated by the conversations because I knew exactly the numbers that they were talking about. I knew the challenges that was before us as administrators and managers and directors or VPs right. I could have that conversation with them right so how did you learn those skills how well did you learn those skills? I think it was because my father was so driven in the business corporate world mm -hmm. and himself uh, that he forced me to go into uh, banks or financial institutions and see deals get made and um, be able to negotiate and understand interest rates and stocks and bonds and things of that nature because a male dominant uh, men were always in control of systems right which is really hasn't changed that much right and so he would always force me to understand business right so how do you feel like then have you navigated that world of making sure that your children were prepared to navigate a world that was male dominated, right? Because you have a son mm -hmm. and you also have a daughter. So how did you, how did you parent your son? And how did you parent your daughter? Well, I would have to say that um, at times I would give more emphasis to 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 you based on the situation. Because I think you have more, y'all both are equally balanced in the business acumen world. Mm -hmm. But I think you're driven because you've seen me do it. And so you always challenge certain things where your brother would be, it, it's cool, it's good. Because he had the advantage of negotiation. Well, with you, I remember the time when you was negotiating on your home and buying a house. Yeah. And how you would say, and I would say, Mariah... Make sure you do this. Or make and mind sure. you, I bought my house without a realtor. Uh, you did. And yeah. and another thing that you did was you negotiated for yourself. Right. What the price points would be. You negotiated what you was going to pay. And to be honest with you, you definitely made me do deals like that by myself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I remember when I first made my first big car purchase. And I was like, Mom, come up here. And he was like, no, I'm not coming up there. And I was like, you're going to leave me up here to right. make this Because deal? you didn't need me to co-sign. You didn't I mean, need, yeah, you I didn't need your money or anything right. like yeah. that. But I, need, I felt like I needed like somebody to be a pit bull in the room for me. No, you know I think, and this is so funny. I, I'm going to tell you this. The first deal I ever made, because my dad was so strong on me, 
the first deal I made when I was about to turn 15 years of age when I went and bought a car. Yeah. A brand new Toyota Corolla, I remember it. And I had cash money. And my parents, at the time... You always been a boss. At the time, when I was 15 years old, I kind of told a fib to get the job at McDonald's. <laughs> Look at the camera and let the people know what you did. Okay, let me let, me let y'all know what I did. So... <laughs> My dad used to tell me all the time, make sure that you save your money, save your money. See, my dad was that kind of personality where I didn't get an allowance as a child mm -hmm. because I, I just was conscious about life. You know, if something needed to be done as a kid, I watched my dad, I would just automatically do it. My parents didn't have to tell me to clean up my room. Right. They had to tell me to take the trash out or to wash the dishes. When I saw something, and that's how I am to, today. If I see something that needs to be done, you do it. I just get it done. So anyway, I caught the bus to the Toyota dealership that was probably about 20 minutes away from my house. So I caught three bus transfers to get to the dealership. Right. And at 15 years of age, I walked into the dealership <laughs> with my McDonald's uniform on. Okay, so they knew, so they was, knew they was old enough to work. They knew I was old enough to work. They didn't ask at that time that you didn't have to provide ID. Yeah, ID and no, it was a different, different world. And so the man, I, I, I remember, had, and I got off the bus, I walked up to the dealership, I had my backpack on, I had my McDonald's, I'll never forget, it was all blue, and it had white striping piping around the collar, and it had a little cap. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I walked into the dealership, and the guy said, may I help you? And what's so funny, Mariah, the car, I bought the showroom car. The, the, room, the car that was on the showroom floor, I bought that car. And so he was asking me questions, and he, he, I had to fill out an application. I didn't have to fill it out. They typed it in at, back in the day. Okay. So I was telling him all the information, and really what I was doing was giving him my dad's information. Okay. And so I purchased a car, and the car was $16,000. So you know it had to have been a very expensive car. Right. Yeah. I paid for it cash, Raya. I know. You tell me this story. I paid for the car cash. Yeah. But see, that's how you've always been. I feel like, yeah, you're right. I got so many of those qualities from mm -hmm. you. But let's talk about this. Because I always Cause feel Chuck like... Because Chuck is different. No, okay. No. 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 See, look. Look. She already taken up for the boy. No. Listen. I want to talk about double standards within children dynamics. Okay. Like sibling, sibling dynamics, right? Okay. Because I feel like there is a double standard. Oh, it always will be. Between me and my brother. Yes. Right? Because I feel like Chucky could just get away with anything. My brother can get away with anything. It's changed now. But growing up, I felt like he could get away with anything. And then she would just like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and then I would do something and it would just be like, yeah. Just horrible. I'm going to say the double standards was because of protection. Because women... We're nurturers and we're givers. People tend to think that we're so soft that we're stupid. And I didn't want you to grow up to be so soft or naive to know that this was a big, broad world out here. And it was vicious people or someone would take advantage of you. And you, the difference between you and your brother was 
He was street smart where you were book smart. So the part is that you didn't get a chance to sneak out the house. You didn't get a chance to to do things that he did because you he was a boy. And and you know <laughs> boys just do stupid things sometimes. Men I mean do. I get it now, but I kind of wish you yeah. would have had that conversation with me because I always felt like, man, like mama, come mm -mm, on. Mm -mm. And he it couldn't get pregnant. Okay. It's standards. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Because boys do things. Bo boys are messy. They dirty. They like to play in the dirt. They 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 don't wash their hands. They 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 boys. Little boys are just different. Right. They just it. different. Okay. They, they like to play in the mud and do. So that, that was a good part one. All right. I want us to pause and pick up for part two, and we're gonna talk about double standards. Of course, what everybody wants to hear, because they just want relationship. Um, they want relationship information, right? They want to hear our thoughts on what are the double standards oh, in relationships. It's every. So stay tuned for part two. Yeah, stay tuned because it's going to be interesting. Yep.